0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be the most productive version of you. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to my next live training on Friday, August 14th at noon Eastern. We're going to be talking about technology and your productivity. To register, click the link in the show notes or click the banner at the top of my page at mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, Mr productivity.com. On the show today, Tony Martinetti. He is a leadership coach who is passionate about helping people navigate change and finding fulfillment. Are you living a life full of fulfillment? Tony's got a lot of great ideas for how you can discover that. So enjoy my conversation with Tony Martinetti. Tony, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here.
0: I'm thrilled you're here and I'm thrilled that I will be on your show at some point in the future. We've already recorded the episode. So what is the name of your podcast? It's called The
1: Virtual Campfire.
0: Okay, so go subscribe to that. Sometime the next month or so, you're gonna start. You're going to see me, Mr. Productivity, on Tony's show. I love doing these uh, podcasts where they're on mine and I'm on theirs, just spreading the wealth, spreading the knowledge of everything I know. And uh, we had a great conversation on your show. Of course, we were talking about productivity, but today we're gonna talk about navigating change and finding fulfillment, which I think a lot of people are struggling right now as we're going through this global zombie apocalypse pandemic. But before we get started, why don't you take about 20 seconds or so? Tell us who Tony is and what do you do?
1: Yeah. So um, I I tend to tell myself you know, to tell people that I'm a leadership coach. Um, but the reality is I work with people who are at different levels in their career to help them through um, the challenges, the transitions, and to help them find more meaning in their life, um, to make a more meaningful impact. And I do that by helping to think bigger, um, to see more possibilities. And I've loved what I do. It's a, something that I came to after many years of being in industry. Um, and, uh, after leaving industry, I decided that there was something I wanted to do that was being more meaningful. And I, um, looked at ways to, to make an impact. And that's how I've uh, come into this bit, this business of coaching. It's really a powerful way uh, for me to bring what my gifts are to the world. And it's been an amazing, amazing business.
0: Excellent. Well, I also, another reason why I like you is you're a member of the Chrome Dome Club. This is history-making on the show. I've actually had two guests Back to back on the show that are chrome dome members. So I, I respect people who are chrome dome members. I've not had a lady chrome dome member on the, the podcast. Maybe, maybe eventually I will be. We'll, we'll, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm diverse, very inclusive. So if there's a woman who's bald out there who wants to come on the show, you're welcome to. <laughs> um, so let's talk about finding fulfillment because. You know, once this uh, this virus hit America or the world, we can go back that far, you know, we became, you know, had to stay at home and, you know, we didn't work. We didn't work at a corporate environment, worked from home and, you know. People may have, uh, I imagine people didn't like what they were doing before the virus. Now they either were furloughed or now they're working remotely and and now the unhappiness is even magnified because now they hate their job. Now they got to work for this job they hate at home. So let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the funny thing of it all is that, you know, when I think about fulfillment and, and generally you know having people find what they really want to do, it starts with really thinking what what am I not saying? What is not really um, being put out into the world that is inside of me and oftentimes people go through these you know times in their lives that they're just you know going on autopilot um, and not you know stopping to pause and say, "God." <laughs> there's more to life than what I'm currently experiencing. Mm -hmm. And if I just stop and have some conversations with people and with myself to see what I truly honestly want in life, I can have a more fulfilling, a happier life, a better life. And the way they do that is just really by, you know, looking at what lights me up and start having those conversations about what, what am I good at? And what are the things that really align with what, I'm meant to do in the world, so it starts by exploring um, and taking steps. And so, uh, when you say about like this time, it's a perfect time to reassess um, because of the fact that there's people right now who are, you know, thrust upon them changes thrust upon them, but maybe it's time for them to take that change and create change for them, as opposed to being the the product of change to create the change.
0: Why do you think people are so resistant to exploring? Because I believe everyone is placed on this earth to do something. I Mm. didn't know what that was until I was 50 years old, just five years ago. I had no clue what I was supposed to be doing in my life. Why do you think people are so resistant? You think maybe because they don't know, maybe because they they got a job with decent salary, decent benefits, decent vacation, and they're just stuck in a rut. Talk about that. Yeah, it, it's, um,
1: you know, I look at it as a way that, that we're pre-programmed in a way to do things. Uh, a lot of it because of the way societies, um, is structured and, um, also because of the environment we're brought up in. You know, for example, you know, when you're young, you know, your parents want you to be a doctor or, you know, a lawyer. There's this element of like, you know, go after a career that is going to be lucrative, um, make money and so you start on this path of like i have to work hard i have to achieve i have to do all these things i have to i have to or i should and then you start to kind of go down this this um this path of like uh, have i even asked myself myself what i really 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 want like what do i love and i know that seems like oh well if i just went after what i really love to do then you know i'd be homeless um the reality is there's a there's a middle ground between the two, and um, you know when you start to kind of question the things you've always accepted, you can find some more fulfillment. And that's why I'm saying that you have to have conversations with yourself, which I know sounds really odd. <laughs> um, I talk to myself the reality, all the time. Yeah, it's about have, talking to your voice and saying, okay, well, you know, hey, um, what do I really want to do with my life? Is this really what I'm meant to do? Because when you start to go down that path of like, um, you know, okay, I went to school, I've, you know, got into this job. The job's great, and you start to kind of just get into this rhythm, but then you you don't stop for a moment and say, "The life I'm living this is this what I really wanted?" Mm.
0: It's okay to change. Go back to a little Tony, way back, single digit age. What did you yeah. want to be when you were little little boy?
1: An artist. Really, I wanted to be an artist. Yeah, I was a creative child. I did a lot of drawing and painting and what have you. And uh, that's the the life I led was you know one where was, I was going to be an architect or something to that effect. And uh, you know, slowly but surely, you know, well-meaning adults they you know gave me the advice of you got to find something that's going to be mm-hmm. lucrative or you're going to make yep. money. And uh, so I slowly moved from being the artist to being the analytic. Um, scientist. Um, I was going to be a pre-med major. I did go into pre-med and then eventually switched into business. Um, but I always felt like that square peg in a round hole. Um,
0: <laughs> a lot of people feel that way. Do, do you still yeah. dabble? Do you still draw?
1: Um, not as much, but now I, my, the way I tap into my artistry is by being creative with working with people, inspiring okay. people and getting people to think differently and, To create different environments from an emotional perspective, not from a painting perspective.
0: You know, you bring up a good point because a lot of, a lot of people listen to other people who are, like you say, well meaning moms, dads, aunts, uncles, grandparents. But one of the struggles I have is I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the only entrepreneur in my family. I'm the only entrepreneur in my close friends and they don't get it. They say, get a real job. And I'm like, I had a real job. Up until July of 2005, when I was fired from a local job here to Houston, I hated it. I didn't like going and working eight to five and taking lunch this time and going to meetings and doing the same thing every day. It was so boring. Now, some people would find it exciting. I found it boring, but you got to be really careful of who's giving you advice. They they probably love you. They have the best insights, but because they don't understand the entrepreneurial world, they cannot empathize empathize with you. So they sit here and they go, you know, you should get a real job, Tony. You know, yeah. don't don't do this. And they really can't give you good advice. That's why you have to go out and get coaches and 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 join masterminds with other like-minded people who can say, "Yeah, that you're doing you're going on the right path." And that's yeah. one of the biggest challenges I had cuz I found out all along I should have been an entrepreneur. Didn't know it, didn't even know what an entrepreneur was, you know, in my early career. But I think people have to really be careful of the advice they get from other people
1: yeah it's funny you mentioned that because it's it's something that I always caution people with it's the entrepreneurial path is not for everyone for mm-hmm. sure yep. and and sometimes it's just looking at your current situation with a different lens and just changing your view and making sure that you are getting what you want out of the role you have um i I talk about this um metaphor of like am I climbing the right mountain? in fact that's the title of my forthcoming book that's eventually going to be. Put out as soon as I get it done. <laughs> um, the, you know, the thought is that, you know, people are often, you know, climbing this mountain and they struggle and they, they go through all these trials and tribulations to get there. But the question is, you get to make sure that you're on the right mountain. Yes. And, and if you're not, then you, you, there's clues that are on the, along the way to know if you are. But, um, you don't want to be climbing the wrong mountain and then get to the top and then realize, you know, I spent my entire life climbing here. <laughs> And it's not worth it. Yes. It wasn't worth, you know, losing my friends and family and my health and all the things that I sacrificed to get here and then realizing it wasn't really, you know, all it's cracked up to be. So um, that's what I'm getting at when it comes to like looking at fulfillment. Um, there's struggles and there's, it's definitely not an easy road, but it's figuring out which road to take.
0: Hey, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to tell you to visit MrProductivity.com for the latest date of my next live training to get my top five productivity tips and so much more, MrProductivity.com. What's interesting is there was a book written a number of years ago from a nurse in Australia called The Five Regrets of the Dying. Not one of the regrets was, I wish I went to another board meeting. I wish I would have launched another product. They missed time with their loved ones and enjoying life. And I think so many people, to use your analogy, are so busy climbing that mountain that so you make the top. You lose, lost everything. How satisfied are you? How happy are you? And I think we were meant to work, but we were also meant to enjoy life. If we weren't meant to enjoy life, there would be no colors in this world. Everything would be different shades of gray. It would be boring. It would be always overcast. We would have no fun, but that's not the way we were designed. So you need to work, but you need to do what you love to do. And if you're listening to this conversation with me and Tony and you're like, man, you know what? You guys got me thinking. I don't love what I love to do. I don't love going to work, I don't love working for my business, uh, the, my company, whatever, don't quit today. But what you can do is you can say, you know what, what can I do in order to start making the transition? Start it slowly. Start thinking out today, how will you go from here to where you want to go? But don't just go through the motions. Don't go through autopilot. Think about what you want to do. I don't care if you're 25 or 65, you're still breathing you can still live a fulfilling life. I'm sure you agree with that.
1: Yeah, it's never too late, and uh, I like the way you put it because that's exactly how I think. It's about um, you know taking a tiny step towards something that's going to make um, you a little bit more fulfilled, a little more in line with who you want to be. And um, you know, I talk about this concept of living an inspired life, and that's what it you know it's about is trying to put some inspiration into your life. That lights you up, makes you want to get up out of bed every day and do something that is more in line with who you are, who you want to be. If you are doing something that is robotic and just kind of aligned with what you were before, it starts to get to the point where you're not going to want to get out of bed anymore. Mm -hmm. And it loses, life loses its flavor. So.
0: Did you ever see the commercial from Dunkin' Donuts, I think back in the 80s, Time to Make the Donuts, and the guy <laughs> would wake up and Google this or go look it up on YouTube. You know, the guy wakes up, Time to Make the Donuts. He didn't yeah. want to make the donuts. You know, you don't want to wake up and go, I got to go to work. You should wake up and say, I get to go to work. I get to interview Tony today. I get to serve my clients Say, You should be excited. I don't care if you're a janitor, if you're a yeah. secretary, if you're a CEO, if you're an entrepreneur, if you don't wake up, Every morning, excited for the day, you need to take a step back like you're talking about, Tony, and say, listen, is this really light me up? Am I supposed to be doing this? And question Mm -hmm. yourself. But I think a lot of people go, well, I've gotten through vacation this year finally, and I get three-day weekends. We have an office party on the the last Friday of every month. That's what you're looking forward to? That's yeah. your goal the office party the the last friday of every month I mean you got to aim higher on that you got to aim big like you talked about earlier
1: Yeah it's like that whole concept of like you know killing yourself self for 30 300 days a year so you can live for like you know 60 days a year yeah. you know if you That's that's not right I mean you want to find a way so that you're really living 365 days a year that's yes. what you want I mean Again, I'm not trying to say that it's going to be an easy road, um, but you want to make sure that the struggles are worth it. Mm-hmm. That you're that the the times when you're challenged, which when you're challenged, that's growing, and growing um, puts you to the next level. It's like up leveling. It's like a video yes. game.
0: Yeah. Um, mm. I like what Seth Golden says. You should design a life that you don't need to escape from as in vacation. I love that because so many people are like, Oh, I'm gonna get through this month because we're going on a family vacation next month. It's like, no, how about setting yourself up like Seth Golden says? Setting yourself up with life that you don't want to escape from. I mean, when I go on mm. vacation, my wife knows and she's fully accepted it. I'm an entrepreneur, I am the business, I am the brand. And I'm always on social media, you know, on vacation. I mean, I'm not on social media all day. I got other things to do, but I'm always thinking about the business. I don't, mm. I don't check out when I leave. And I know some entrepreneurs do that five o'clock on Friday. They're done. I don't because my mind doesn't stop. I could be driving in the car and an idea for a blog post comes in my idea. I'm like, Oh, sorry. It's off hours. I'm just going to let it go. No. So that's my mindset because I love what I do. But if that's not you, that's okay. Go find out what that is for you. Your fulfillment and go live that you're going to be so much happier and happy people are more productive and they're healthier.
1: Yeah, no doubt. That's exactly it. I love that. You know, this whole idea of like, you know, we talked about art earlier and, uh, you know, you need to add the color to your life. And, um, I think that's really what's coming up for me is to say, how can you add some color to your life that makes it more vibrant? Um, emboldens you to kind of step up and do the things that make your life, um, you know, a painting that you're going to be proud of.
0: Yes. Um. So, it's I like it's it's sad when I see people and they don't look happy. And then when I ask them, "Hey, what are your goals? What are your dreams? What are your visions?" and they go, uh, "I don't know," and. I've used this analogy and I don't want people to read into this wrong, but there are people that if I put a loaded gun to their head and said, tell me your dreams or I'll shoot you dad, I'd be killing a lot of people. And I find that sad because you're already dead. If you yeah. have no dreams and no goals, what gets you up in the morning? Mm-hmm. I mean, why do you live every day? I mean, you know, this is a really big topic and I don't think it has anything to do with COVID-19. Because I don't think you were happy before COVID. Now you're not happy. I think most people were not happy before COVID. Now COVID just magnified. It's kind of like money. Yeah. If you are a poor jerk and you get a lot of money, you're going to be a rich jerk. Okay. Yeah. It's money's just a magnifier. I think COVID's just a magnifier. So if you love life before COVID, you're all right. If you were miserable before COVID, COVID amplified that, how miserable you are we only get one life. And when you're born, that clock starts ticking down and we don't know when it's going to go to zero. Nobody knows. Yeah. It could be 10, 10 years it could be hundred years. And so I think you should live life to the fullest every day. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm really big on personal development. I love reading because books can take you to places that you never would have ever gone. Uh, these podcasts, I've, I've talked to people from literally around the world without technology I never could have done that. And so yeah. I think people need to step back and go, you know what? What lights me up? And it may take you a couple months or maybe a year to get to that part, but start today. Start, like Tony yeah. Robbins says, it's better to start moving in the wrong direction than not move at all. At least you're moving, you can change direction, but if you're not moving, you're not moving.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, it's funny, I wanted to to capture on that point you said earlier about you know this time it it's the you are right it's like a big it's magnifying the situation we we're in before and um in a way I, I i sometimes call it the the great disruptor um because before you know sure there was disruptions that people could have a personal disruption and companies would come in and be disrupted by uh, an incumbent I mean by a new player in a field but ultimately um there's never been uh, well, you say never. It's been a while since we've had something quite as big as this that yes. disrupts so many people. All The of whole us. world. Yeah. And, um, and from that perspective, it, it really makes you think, well, what, how can I capitalize on this disruption to, to think differently, to create something new for myself and, as dark as this time can be, and it is—I don't like to belittle that in any way, shape, or form, because it's really a dark time. But also, um, how do you rise up from that hmm. and create something, something beautiful out of darkness? And uh, I think that's really the only way that you survive through dark times, right? You can't just let it take you down, because if you do, then you know, what are you left with? Yep. You have to—you kind of take a dark situation and turn it into. you know, something positive, um, so that you can rise.
0: And if people are listening and they go, well, I don't know what I'm good at. Well, ask your friends, ask those people in your inner circle, say, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm trying to discover what my, my skills, my, my gifts are. What do you think they are? And you may be surprised. Oh yeah, it's X or it's Y. And you're like, really? Yeah. You do this so well. That's how I got into productivity. I was on a yeah. call with one of my coaches and I was kind of frustrated. I was kind of blue and I didn't know, I know I wanted to be a trainer. I wanted to be a speaker, but I didn't know what my topic should be. And he said, well, why don't you speak on productivity? I'm like, I don't know where that come from. Why would you say that? He goes, cause you're like naturally productive. Somebody else had to tell me that. So if you're mm-hmm. not sure, go ask those closest to you and say, Hey, what do you think I'm good at? Cause the productivity thing blew my mind. I was I was in the forest couldn't see the trees I was so naturally gifted at productive being productive that I couldn't see I'm like oh people want to pay me for this but yeah. so your friends may be able to give you some insight and go yeah you're really good at this and like oh wow then all of a sudden you take that path and now you're happy
1: yeah one of the things I've seen in the coaching that I've done um especially lately is that you know um there is an element of you definitely don't see your brilliance and everyone's got this so they've got this beauty inside of them they're just dying to get out Mm-hmm. and um they just need someone to coax it out of them yes. and to to kind of like get it get them to shine it um out in the world and so just having someone to be their thought partner thinking partner like they, i like to say that i'm a thinking partner at times with people it really is um it 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 helps mm-hmm. and then the other thing is that um that you maybe think about was Some people I talk to when they, when you ask them, so what are your, you know, big accomplishments? What are the things that you've done in your career that you want to, you know, think about as you transition to a new role or what, whatever it may be? Nobody ever quite owns their, their greatness. They just don't understand. They don't Mm want to talk about how great they are, at least most people. So, um, you have to push them to see that what they've done is amazing and. And be okay with like owning that. Yes. Um, cause the more you can talk about how positive, positively about yourself, it's the fuel to kind of keep things going. They talk about gratitude as being such an important fuel for, you know, having a good day. It's, it's great when you start to fill yourself up with self confidence around. Wow. I really have done great up to this point. Now I'll use that positive energy to move forward. Mm.
0: That's powerful. Well, this has been a very engaging conversations, Tony. Um, and I know people are going to want to find out more about you. So where do they go to find out more about you online?
1: Oh, absolutely. So um, the the best place is my website, inspiredpurposecoach.com. And um, you can go there and check me out, or you can come to my social media channels, LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, wherever <laughs> I'm everywhere. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'd, I'd be more than happy to uh, to chat with anybody who wants to talk more.
0: So you're writing this book. Do you have a, a a goal of when you want the book released to the world?
1: So originally, I was thinking fall, but it, you know, as things things go, um, <laughs> got really busy. Uh, it's most likely going to be winter 2021.
0: Okay. Well, so exciting. I I self-published two books. Uh, Writing a book is hard. I am so appreciative when I read, like, if you read, like, a best-selling book, like, man, these people are really, they make me, put put me to shame. I mean, because there are people... Who know how to write a book. I'm reading a book right now by Sarah Fryer. It's it's called No Filter. It's the, it's the story of Instagram. And I'm like, wow, she just puts everything together. And it's like, man, it's like, that's not my strength. Writing a book is not my strength. I can communicate, go live, you know, do training, do webinars, podcasting, stuff like that. But writing, I mean. I once heard from uh, Brendan Burchard, if you want to write, you just write a lot. And I don't write a lot. And the best writers in the world write every single day. And it's not me. It doesn't light me up. It doesn't. <laughs> if I ever write another book, because people ask me, when are you going to write another book? I will probably hire a ghostwriter and have them interview me and have them write it. Because it's, And I don't want to learn how to write a book because it's not my gift. Okay. Some yeah. people are gifted communicators in video or vi- audio form. And some people like to write books and we all have our gifts. So there's no shame using a ghostwriter to write your book. That's nothing wrong with it at all. But I can't wait to see your book out. Be looking forward to be a New York Times bestseller and you do yeah. a book tell, a book tour or with on a private plane and have the, uh, the, the cover of the bus everywhere it takes you. So <laughs> hey, dreaming big, right? Tony got to dream big, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> well, we got to get
0: the good yeah yeah we're gonna get the bus wrap and we'll 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 have t-shirts and the whole night inspired purpose the whole nine yards so you'll be on oprah and you'll be on ellen degeneres you'll be a, oh and i can say i remember when he was on my show so <laughs> i'm <laughs> pumping you up it, here tony pumping you up so thank you so much for being on the show sir i really appreciate your time and sharing your wisdom with us today
1: same here thank you so much it's a real pleasure mark
0: and just before we go, don't forget to register for my upcoming live training on Friday, August 14th at noon Eastern technology and your productivity. You can register by clicking the link in the show notes or the banner of mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.